Episode 7 of the Wandering Coach Podcast. This is a pretty awesome episode, but before I talk about what it gets into, I'm just going to do a little bit of business here in the beginning. So, first thing, as always, please support what's going on with the Adam Carolla Show podcast. They're being sued by patent trolls. I do a pretty, um, at least a much more in-depth explanation of what's going on with that in episode 5, so listen to that if you want some more details. But basically, they need everyone's help to protect not only their future but just the future of podcasting in general so to find out more or to help out you can go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll and i also have links on my website as well that'll take you right there to find out more what's going on while we're speaking on my website please go check it out thewanderingcoach.com and if you would like to support the show there is not only just a donate tab but the biggest way that you can help is to go through the amazon portal so you go to thewanderingcoach.com, see on the homepage and also on the support tab, there's going to be a Amazon link. Click through that, it'll bring you to the Amazon homepage. And then anything you buy, we get a percentage that's going to go right into supporting the podcast. It doesn't change your Amazon experience in the least. All the same Prime stuff counts, all the same free shipping over a certain amount counts. Everything is all the same except I get a little percentage from Amazon and it's going to go a long way into supporting the future of this podcast. Where you can find me and find out what's going on with the podcast is at the website, thewanderingcoach.com. Also through Facebook, there's a separate Facebook page uh, for The Wandering Coach. It's just that, The Wandering Coach on Facebook. And then also via Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Wandering Coach. Okay, so what uh, this episode gets into, it's actually my favorite episode that I've done so far, and uh, I had a chance to catch up with a buddy named Adam, a buddy I've known since high school that uh, haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to see him lately. He was going to film school at a JC and then ended up going to Cal State Long Beach, got uh, a degree in film there, and he's been kind of all over the place since then. He finished up his last semester of that film degree over in England, had some adventures over there, and has, and has been back and working with some film and, and videography stuff ever since. So he contacted me, actually, and wanted to make a little intro website video interview thing, kind of me talking about the podcast and the trip and a little bit about myself. So he came out, and we filmed a little bit and then sat down to make a podcast, and he's, uh, he's a pretty great guy in front of a microphone. He's pretty comfortable. He does some stand-up comedy himself and uh, was was a blast to have on the podcast. And this has been my absolute favorite episode. So we didn't really do the intro then. I just basically pressed record and we recorded that little podcast and I'm making the intro separate now. So without further ado, Travel Stories with Adam Mulligan, Wandering Coach, Episode 7. Ready as a lever, B. All right, we'll just start talking. We'll add in a little intro before this. So we're going. 
it's going. Uh, just a tiny little intro. I'm sitting here with Adam Mulligan and buddy from high school or beyond. I can't remember when it was exactly that we met. Probably early high school. Yeah, let's is that go, when you started? Let's go with that. Yeah, through Nate. Um, I like the early high school. Or, yeah. I mean, we should just. I mean, I think we met when we were like three. I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's when it was. Buddies for over twenty years. Yeah. Long lost. Uh, I mean, time is just kind of irrelevant when you think about <laughs> it. It's, I mean, who cares? Yeah. But. I guess topics like we had we just sat down for lunch and uh, had a pretty cool talk about some of your travels and stuff and also we the reason we met today is because Adam saw that the podcast on the website was beginning and is very into film stuff he went to film school at Moorpark and then eventually at Cal State Long Beach and is out now and doing some videography work uh, for a company right and some freelance stuff yeah, mainly mainly freelance. So I, okay. I uh, heard about your podcast through the uh, through the interwebs. Yep. Um, it might have been featured on NBC. I don't know. Uh, right. I, I think yeah. that's we have been nationally acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I figured, you know, let's let's get in <laughs> while it's small and right. you know ride this pony all the way. Get in while you can. Be- yeah. Before I'm too big. To have you on. Yeah. <laughs> Where you just start telling people, oh, he's just that dude I, I, got I used to say hi to. up to come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you have, nobody has any idea. But yeah, we filmed, uh, we filmed for probably an uh, hour and a half, almost, yep. almost two hours at the gym today. Um, I definitely got a good workout in. Justin <laughs> may have got a good workout in. I don't know. Right. You know, I was pretty, pretty focused on myself. Yeah. We're, we're making a little intro video for the website. It's just me talking about some of the motivations behind starting the site and the podcast and the blog, and then also some motivations and what I hope to achieve with some of the travel stuff. And then we filmed a couple just moving through the gym shots and going to make up a little intro video that will be on the site pretty soon. So keep a lookout for that. And then we'll definitely share all of uh, all the ways that you can find Adam. Um, through, well, we'll figure out what all of his social media ways that you can get in contact with him, website and whatnot, and make sure that that's in the episode notes for this episode, and also um, elsewhere on the website so that you can find your way back to the source of the cool video. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if uh, you know, if you want to hire me for my services, <laughs> you know, they're available, and uh, ladies, I'll leave a special phone number out there for you just in case you want to get in touch with me as well. I mean... Yep, I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with both things. Right, both both things. He can offer much more than just videography services. I can offer <laughs> I can offer much more than that. He's got a lot of expertise. Yeah. Well, how did how did you like the filming process, Justin? You probably this was probably your first real time. Getting, it was getting kind of interviewed, getting uh, getting filmed, doing things. It's always a little. Yeah. It's always a little <clears throat> weird. It's never. It's not that easy to to get in front of a camera. It's yeah. not. I definitely am not an actor, but at least at least I didn't have to pretend anything. It was basically talking about stuff that I'm passionate about and and sort of my motivations behind doing the stuff that I'm doing. So that's that's really easy to talk about. So at least at least the subject matter is is a very natural thing to talk about. And after the first minute or two, it was not that hard to be interviewed. I kind of got better, I think at making my sentences more on point and figuring out exactly what I wanted to say before we would we would do a cut and yeah it was it was okay you know it 
probably the speaking was actually more comfortable than doing some of the workout stuff on camera. I, I think that feels kind of silly, you know, like, yeah. all right, hey, you go do some pull-ups and I'll record you. Okay, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that, that awkward, you you want to also kind of be able to focus on, on your workout, and but then also wanting to kind of look good, you know, or, you know, make, make sure that your your form is at least a little bit right. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's why I like oh, to I didn't be even think about that, actually. I didn't even think about that. It I was just, it was okay. Just, uh, your, your form was was it was subpar. <laughs> probably. It was, yeah, it was, it was probably. It was. We'll good. have to. I'll have to see a, a first cut of the video. Just make sure. Like, don't include that rep. We won't. We won't count that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll also have something in the comments if you want to see something in the video of maybe Justin, you know, or if you want some explosions in the video or yeah, some random gunfire, you know, just let us know. You know yeah. put, put it out there on the internet, and I will, I will try my hardest to make well, Justin look like an action hero as he's, yeah. as he's doing these workouts. Well, I think I could do a lot of my own stunts, you know. I would probably be a better stuntman than actor, um, truth be told, but... Yeah, let's talk about uh, some of your travel adventures. So, Adam, how long were you even gone? You, you were in England for. I was I was in England for about uh, for about six months. Uh, I studied. It was my last my last semester of college. I decided um, college was seemed easy. Might as well go to another country and do it. Uh, my choices were between Germany or England. Figured I'll go to a place that speaks uh, speak of my language, uh, English. And uh, what I found out was English people do not speak English that well. Uh, no, we don't speak English that well. No, they do not speak English that well. We speak American. I I had a many I had many times this uh, this little this girl from Croatia or Lithuania, and she came up to me and she said, uh, Adam, she goes. Why can I understand you better than uh, people from England? And I, I said, I don't know. I'm in the same boat. I don't, you know, I I have no idea. I, words are different over there. Uh, I used to tell people. Yeah, they have weird slang and well, all sorts of different things. Uh, one night I was, we were going out and uh, this girl, she was like, she asked me what I was going to, what I was going to wear to the, uh, to the, to the party. And I said, I don't know, I'll wear like a shirt and pants. And she was like, you're going to wear your pants out. You're just gonna wear your pants out in public, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna wear my pants. Is, is is can I not wear pants to this to this party? Is this not a is this not a pants party?" And she was like, "You're just gonna wear your pants out in public," and I go, "Is there something wrong with pants?" And she goes, "Your pants. Your pants are like your knickers." And apparently, pants mean your your boxers, your underwear, like so underpants. Under yeah, your underpants, and so it's it's little words like that. So what are they called, pants then? Uh, Britches? <laughs> no, that's they, like a, if if you're wearing like a Huck Finn if you're thing. wearing jeans, they they call it jeans. Okay. Uh, you know, or you're gonna wear slacks. Uh, okay. And yeah. but pants are known for underpants. Knickers are female underpants. Right. Um. Uh, a jumper is a sweatshirt. Yep, I've heard that one. Um, what other one? Uh, the boot. A boot is the trunk of the car. They said really? throw, throw it in the boot. Really? Yeah, it's the, wow. tr- it's the trunk, I've never heard that of, trunk of a car. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's little things like that. Yeah. Cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes are fags. Yeah. So yeah. they they say I'm gonna step out and smoke a fag. Um, it's just kind of kind of what they what that one they would do. take a little getting used to. It's a little it's a little weird because and then they smoke a lot of cigarettes, so a lot of it is you just hear fag all day long, <laughs> over and over again, and it's it's just very very weird in the beginning. But um, yeah. 
Um, but I liked it. England was a, England was fun. Uh, I was able to do some other traveling. I went to uh, the last trip I did before I came back to America. I went to Morocco for four days, and then I went to Naples, Italy, for uh, it was about five days. And then I flew. I flew back. Then I got back to England uh, right on Christmas Eve, which was uh, which was very very cool. So yeah, uh, being in London for were you in London? I was in I was in London for Christmas, and I was in London for New Year's, which apparently is the the biggest kind of holiday to be oh, in okay. in England. Um, they do this huge fireworks show right by Big Ben. Um, just it's just uh, ginormous. Everybody apparently comes to London for. For New Year's, that was yeah. kind of that's kind of the big the big holiday. That's cool that they have out there. And uh, where were you actually staying when you were studying? I uh, I was living in this little town called um, Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire, um, England, okay. and it's uh, it's about a twenty minute train ride north of of London. And I would stay. I, I spent a lot of time. I would spend a lot of time in London. I stayed with somebody. Uh, a friend of mine, and she lives in London, and so I, sp- I got to spend a lot of time um, actually in London, which was really cool, but it's also very, very expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was the school that you were at? The school I went to was the University of Hertfordshire. Okay. Um, it, and it, they have a film it's program? Not spell- it's not spelled like that. Yeah, they had, they had a film program. Now, unfortunately, the film classes that counted for my classes back at home all happened to be... Um, like beginning level film classes um, over in England, uh, so okay. every class I was in, I was the smartest person in the class. <laughs> so that was probably the first time in my life I was the smartest <laughs> person. You were the senior in a class of freshmen. I I was <laughs> like a senior in the class of freshmen. So constantly the teacher would ask us questions, and I was the only person who raised their hand, yeah. and I it started to get really awkward. Um, and the other thing that was kind of awkward was um, in England. Everybody talks politics, and it is not... And not just English politics, international politics. They talk a lot of American politics, and what's interesting is that they... Uh, they don't think it's rude to just ask somebody who you're going to vote for or which side you're on. So I like that. When I was over there... I like that that's when I was, not a stigma. When I was over there, it was during the elections for the president, and so people kept asking me, they said, who are you going to vote for? Are you going to vote for Obama? Are you going to vote for Mitt Romney? Right? He was the last... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I, I would just tell them, I said, I'm... I'm over here, so I don't have to vote for anything. But <laughs> I don't like what's the, going on in my country. That's the, why I left. <laughs> this, the strange thing was that it wasn't just students. Uh, teachers would ask me in front of the entire class. They would ask me who I was going to vote for in front of about 40 people. And I'd have 40 yeah. faces looking at me and want to know who I was going to say. Yeah. So that, that's, that got a little weird. I can imagine. That's interesting. Yeah, that was it was it was very interesting, but... Uh, you know, I just kind of avoided the question. Yeah, and then when exactly. Obama Play won, they just kept coming up to me and they kept asking me. They were like, aren't you happy Obama won? And I would just say, I'm in England. I don't... I, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I don't want to be in the United... Exactly. If I want to be in the United States... I don't even want to talk about politics when I'm here. Like, definitely not while you're abroad. No, you just... You know, you're you're want to be there to, to enjoy that. I said, I, I want to talk about your guys' politics. I think yeah. I think that's really cool. But, you know... Yeah. So it is fascinating how much of the rest of the world knows about our politics. I know I have family in Canada, and when I was up in Toronto with them, all they all they wanted to do was talk about American politics. Yeah. You know, they're they're more well versed in some of the day to day stuff for American politics than 
almost everyone I've met in the U.S., there are very few people I know that that know what sort of craziness is passing. You know, like all the weird bills and stuff that are going through, and mm-hmm. it might just be the specific example. I have um, it's my mom's cousin and her husband, and he works for a very very large business bank. I'm not actually sure which one it is, but it's some huge national business bank in Toronto, and he's. He's the CFO, I believe. So he's a very, very like high up, high up, high up in the banking world. Works in a huge high rise right over whatever the Blue Jay Stadium is called in downtown Toronto, and um, so he is he's intimately connected with like that whole international banking world. So I'm sure it's kind of his business to know what's going on with a lot of different countries' politics. But yeah. he was more well versed in American politics than almost anyone else I've ever met. Yeah. Well, I just I, I think. Uh I think our politics kind of affect other countries. So because I ran into everywhere I went, people knew exactly when our elections were and they knew the two top candidates of who was going to be elected. And I can't tell you who was going to be elected (laughs) in Australia or even even in England. I have no idea. Yeah, who's the prime minister of England right now? I have no idea. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know either. And and (laughs) I actually took a... a, 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 political science class when I was in England and I still don't know but a lot of that was because I was the only American and everyone just wanted to talk about what how how we did things how how yeah. we did stuff so that was that was a refreshing sight for me though was because I got to to actually teach some foreign people uh, about America I really hope I did a good job I hope I didn't um, make us look bad yeah <laughs> um, That's but funny. you know I did uh, I did what I did and yeah. you'll be uh, you thinking you'll you might be going to uh, to England? Yep, it's it's on the list. It's on the the the, the to do list. It's on the ever growing list. Yeah, I, I mean, I hear about awesome places that I want to go to every day, and I'm meeting people. I mean, multiple people every week that I'll say, "Oh man, I have a friend that lives here. I have an uncle that lives here," and I've I've had probably twenty people offer like, "Oh, you need to get in touch with this person, and you can stay with them." So yeah. maybe I need to start. T- Keep, I think they're all lying. Keeping a list. Yeah, I that's think, true. I think they're all lying. I know. It is really funny. Like, just because someone lives somewhere that you want to go, like, you just assume, like, if I had an uncle that lives somewhere, I wouldn't tell my friends, like, oh, yeah, you can stay with my uncle. Like, like yeah. that well, seems weird, but maybe it's not. It, I don't know. It's not. I can I can tell you a success story if, if you want uh, okay. about yeah, yeah. something like this. Yeah. I, uh, travel stories. Sure, travel stories. Ready, story. set, go. Um, this was after Morocco. I, I can tell you some, some pretty gnarly stories about Morocco, but we were flying into we were going to go to naples italy and we didn't know anybody in naples italy and i remembered our family friend she has family in naples and so i contacted her when i was in england and i asked her if she knew anybody in naples who was our age it was going to be me and my two other friends i said is anybody there who's 25 years old who you know could show us some cool places to go or maybe some places not to go because naples is is kind of a kind of a dangerous city right. if you don't know what to do and she said yeah she goes i have this my cousin's daughter's boyfriend um is the yeah, only person yeah. in the family who speaks english and um his name is vincenzo and uh i think i think he he could show you guys a good time so i contacted him through uh through the facebook through multiple Facebooks, yep. and uh, I got a hold of him, and uh, luckily he was actually really, really passionate about photography, and uh, and so am I, and so I got to kind of show him some of my work, which I think kind of amped him up, 
And he just asked me, he goes, what, when, are you, when are you flying in? I said, we're flying in December 19th, flying in from Morocco, which it actually ended up being an extremely long day that day. <laughs> and uh, he goes, he goes uh, do you have a place to stay? I said, no, we, we can spend about 15 euros a day per person. And he said, don't worry. He goes, I'll find you a place. I'll pick you up from the airport. Do you, he goes, do you like Jack Daniels? I'll, I'll buy you a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> so I've never met this man before. And besides Facebook chats, and I think I WhatsApped him the day that I was leaving on our trip. Um, I've never met. I've never met this man. Awesome. And so we woke up the day that we got to Naples. We woke up in Marrakesh, um, Morocco, and we missed our train yeah. uh, to <laughs> to Casablanca, where we were flying out. So we had to take a three-hour taxi ride um, from oh from Marrakesh to Casablanca with a man who did not speak a lick of English. And we were sometimes afraid that he might just pull off the side of the road, and he had all of our money at the time, and just you know say get out. But wow. luckily, Moroccan people are extremely nice. They will take as much money as they can from you, but they are extremely nice. And so he got us to the airport um, right on time, and we made our flight. And our flights went to Milan, and then we had a four-hour layover, which turned into a eight-hour layover. Uh. And we got to Naples, Italy at 12 o'clock at night, and we had woken up at 4 a.m. in Morocco that same day. So we get in at midnight in Naples. The airport is extremely small, and it is empty. There is not one human soul in this entire airport. And we tried to use a payphone to call this Vincenzo guy, this alleged my friend, you know, yeah. somebody that we knew, and we couldn't... Uh, you'll you'll learn if you try to use a payphone overseas, it's impossible. As impossible it is to find a payphone in America, it's probably impossible to use a payphone in, <laughs> in any foreign country. Yeah. And so we we walked around outside for about thirty minutes, and we all of a sudden see this this bald man smoking a cigarette, and he sees us, and we see him, and we go, "Well, if this isn't Vincenzo, maybe he's nice enough to let us use a phone." you know, to yeah. contact this guy. And so I start walking towards him and he starts walking towards us. And when we get about probably about 50 feet away, he just stops and he just goes, Adam. And I go, Vincenzo. <laughs> I've never seen a, a, a grown man leap into the air and click his feet as, <laughs> as high as he did. He comes running up to us. He gives me this huge hug, and he just starts going off. I am so sorry. I tried to get in, and the guard wouldn't let me go in. And I said, no, I'm just going here to pick somebody up. And they said, it's 10 euros. And I say, it's fucking 10 euros. I'm not paying that shit. And so then I had to go around the corner, and then I remembered I was supposed to get you Jack Daniels. So then I went to the store, and then all they had was vodka. So I hope you like peach vodka, because I got you some peach vodka. And then I came back, and the same asshole was sitting there, and he wouldn't let me in. And I had to buy, okay, I was, oh, he stops. He goes, I am Vincenzo. Welcome to Naples. <laughs> and this man uh, took us to our... Well, he took us to the... Uh, well, one, we drove around Naples for a little bit, uh, drinking straight from the bottle of this peach vodka, um, which he says is completely legal to do that in, 
in Italy, awesome. and we went to this we went to this hilltop that looked over uh, Naples at night, uh, that's so which cool. was completely lit up. And it's like midnight at this point. This is this is probably like twelve thirty. So almost, was he hanging out at the airport waiting for you guys the whole time? He was he he got the reason he wasn't there right when we got out was because he was he was out buying this vodka that he uh, he, had, okay. he had wanted to buy us, and so he takes us to this little. Well, did he know that your that your layover was pushed back? Yeah, I, I I got a. I was able okay. to. So he wasn't standing him. around for like five hours. No, I called him when we were in Milan. Which, by the way, Milan airport was gorgeous. Really? Not the airport. The the people. The, ah, the women yes. were well, divine. I've I've heard such things about Milan before. Oh, Milan was Milan was the airport was 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 cool. So he takes <laughs> us to this little peak that overlooks Naples, and there are all these all these kids outside. These little hooligans, as, as he would kind of call them. And this police officer shows up, and so my natural American instinct is to hide start the to hide the, yeah. hide the vodka <sighs> behind us. And um, and he goes, he goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? I go, is, is a police officer? Is this is this okay? Can we do this? And he goes, yes. Why is why is it not okay? Is it, is it not okay? Where do you come from? I, yes, it's not okay. It's not okay where I come from. <laughs> And uh, he goes, no, no. He goes, he, he's not even working right now. He's he's not even working. And this police car is just sitting there. And then he rolls down his window. And then he goes, oh, look. Look, the police officer is working. And he starts waving all of the kids who are hanging out away. Yeah. He just starts waving for them to leave. And he goes, look, they're, they're working. He's working right now. He's working. And all of the kids, all of the kids scattered away. And yeah, uh, we, we that's fin- all he had to do. Huh? We we finished this bottle of vodka, and you know I I, I say you know Vincenzo, uh, you know we would really like to see where our bed and breakfast is, where you where you got us it, uh, you know because we've we've been up since four a.m. in Morocco, and we're you know we're tired. And he, oh yes 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 okay, uh, but first we must go to we must go to bar. We must go and see my girlfriend Christina, um, and she we we must go see her. I okay let's we'll we'll go we'll we'll go we'll go to this bar. So we we get to this we get to this bar where Christina's working and uh, I love I well, one thing I love about Italy is everybody everybody hugs and kisses you yeah. and you're always two kisses on the cheek it's, <laughs> it's so it's so it's so personal and um, so I got to meet her I got to meet another guy who was uh, a, a huge fan of California which was really cool I and he spoke good enough English for me to talk to. Christina did not speak any English at all. We mainly just communicate through Vincenzo. And um, after probably four or five beers later, <laughs> um, we we were driven to our our bed and breakfast. And it's probably dawn by this point. This is probably this is probably about three a.m. I would I would uh, imagine what I what I imagine. So it's been a twenty four hour day at this point. It has been definitely a twenty four hour day. And um, we get to this, we get to this bed and breakfast, and it, it just looks like a normal kind of um, kind of um, hotel. And uh, we pull up, and and he goes, he goes, you see that? And he and he points all the way up this hill, and there's this balcony that's lit up by Christmas lights. And he goes, that's that's your that's your bed and breakfast. And I go, no, it's not. This is that's like. I don't know, Fourteen stories, fifteen stories. Uh, I don't even. It is like it's like a different part of the actual building we're going into. Right. And he goes, no, no. He goes, trust me, trust me. He goes, do you trust me? I go, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, tr- I mean, at I this, want to at, trust at you. this at this point, I would trust like a monkey right now. I would. I was in that grave of mood, and we have to go into this this building. You have to punch a code in. We go in. 
We go up uh, four flights of stairs. We get to another door that we have to punch uh, a four-digit code in. And then we cross this little balcony bridge. We go up two more flights of stairs. We go up one more half fleet of stairs. And we turn right into this into this house. And it's it's this house that's attached to the balcony. Wow. And he starts to put the key in, and he stops, and then he turns to me, and he just goes, Adam, this is your bed and breakfast. And he, ha- and he hands me the key. And the key was like an old-school, uh. fashioned flat key that just fits in sideways. You have to, like, turn the bunch. Yeah. Um, I actually needed help at that point because I, I think the alcohol was starting to win over, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get that in. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we do it, and we turn it, and we go in, and it's this little, nice little house, and then just this balcony that, that just looked over everything. I looked over... Uh, all, all of Naples. Um, so I, cool. We did a, I did a, um, a time lapse and tilt shift video uh, of Naples, um, and most of our shots came from the the rooftop of this of this bed and breakfast. And yeah, it was this little this this little old man who lived there and ran it. Um, Vincenzo said he was a, he was a crazy man. He said he didn't speak he didn't speak Italian. He didn't speak any English. But he spoke uh, Neapolitan, which was like a old school, old school Naples talk. So not even oh. Vincenzo could really communicate with him wow. that well. But every morning we would have a we would have a croissant and a and a coffee uh, ready for us. And he so did our cool. laundry when we didn't even know we were gone. We'd come back and our laundry was washed and folded and sitting on our bed wow. um, every day. And so that is uh, one fifth of the story of Vincenzo. <laughs> Because um, he did not um, disappoint us the other five days. That's awesome. That we were there. So, and that's the kind of stuff that makes that makes world travel worthwhile. You know, the stories where you just meet a really cool person and they just take care. Of, like there's, you hear those type of stories from almost almost everyone that does overseas travel. Mm-hmm. You know, they just meet cool locals and are always blown away by the hospitality and the and I'm sure that there's there's plenty of um stories and moments to the opposite, you know, people getting ripped off and all sorts of bad things that happen, but it's it's these type of moments that I feel like make make those kind of trips so special. There's always there's always really nice people out there if you are a good genuine person there's always somebody that sees that and wants to do it because a lot of people want to come here uh, the last day all vincenzo said is he he bought everything for us he never let us pay for any yeah, drink at any bar and all he said in return was he goes i want to visit america one day and he goes i do these nice things because i hope that you will you will treat me the same when i come out to america you know, to visit, and I mean, it was there was already like a no question asked. I was, I was already planning the things I wanted to take him to do. You know, before he even said he wanted to to come out here. Yeah. Um, but it's just because of how he treated. But that that does also have to say something to the people of Naples there, and maybe just of Italy in general that they are extremely nice people who who just have very big hearts and just want to help as many people as they can. That's awesome. 
but then at the same time, Naples is like the most pickpocketed country. Yeah, in I was Europe. just gonna say yeah. it's a very, very. That, that's like there's all sorts of famous scams like that Naples is famous for. Yeah, you know? that's that's you hear all the crazy pickpocket. Naples, and... I guess, is the place where you go to learn how to pickpocket. Yeah. That's <laughs> that is like the that is like the place of yeah. where like they are bred. It's like the training your... camp. Yeah, and I, I think the weirdest part about about Naples was probably. Me and my two friends, everywhere we would go, we just looked American. We everybody would just stare at us because they just knew we were not Italian. I know the way we dressed. I mean, we all kind of dressed like surfer skaters, and everybody there was. I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about what what can I do to try to blend in just a little bit? Because I'm I'm obviously going to be wearing like a backpack or something that looks like I'm traveling. I'm taller than a large majority of the world mm-hmm. and i'm just so white yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like i've heard people say oh yeah definitely definitely keep the beard um yeah, might might help beard. a little bit especially if i go to like egypt or some middle eastern mm-hmm. countries just get dirty just um, don't take showers I, i've heard the same thing like yeah. like wear some dirty shorts yeah. and they say make your electronics look really crappy they say like cover your phone and your computer in duct tape so if you ever do pull it out in public, it looks like this old ratty thing that's like barely hanging together. Do yeah. the same thing with your camera. Make your backpack like not ripped, but like all dirty and battered looking. Mm-hmm. Um, have a scraggly beard. Um, just let it just let just, it, just let old, it grow. old dirty shorts, like yeah. you know, not like these nice fancy like hiking boots. You know, like just 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 some well, random shoes. Some, and some places you want to look like that. Other places, it's. Uh, it's definitely nice to to kind of wear something that that tells people where you are from. Uh, yeah. It was it definitely benefited me when I was in England. People were really really interested when they found out that I was from California because uh, yeah. a lot of people California more than just the U.S. Every time I've been it, to South America, people yeah. like they treat California like a different they, country, especially Southern California. There's only two states that people that people like it, like it if you're from and that's New York New York and yeah. California yeah, yeah. if you're from the both one of those places people are really cool because I would go up to English people and they'd be like oh you don't have an accent where are you from oh I'm from America and they'd be like oh that's cool oh what part of America oh, I'm from California you're from California yeah well more specifically I'm from Los Angeles you're from Los yeah, Angeles I know, I know. and they would freak out and they how's Hollywood and I'm like uh, Dirty, yeah, really <laughs> not fun, not fun, <laughs> expensive, and it got to the point where dirty in Chile and Costa Rica, when people would ask where we were from, we would just say California. I wouldn't yeah. even say the U.S. Uh, yeah, because There's one, no everyone knows where it is, so like maybe that's kind of uh, they they kind of know where you're from. Well, no, but is just skipping right to California is that is 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 there some hubris in that? Like just skipping right to the thing, like assuming that people know what California is. But I'm, I mean. It's a pretty safe assumption. It it you is, know? yeah. I mean, I, I I think people do know, but then then you kind of get the arrogance of just like, yeah, everybody's gonna know where California exactly. is. Exactly. You, you kind of you kind of run that fine line between yeah. sounding arrogant and just that's what I mean. Just kind of getting right to the point. I guess but you just kind of read the situation. I, I never told anybody I was do... from. I never told anybody I was from California, and you would just say U.S. And no, and people, I never had somebody go, "Where's that?" I, nobody. We had people. That come up to us and say, you're from California, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know, you can just tell. Like, really? But they, this was in Costa Rica, and we were on the coast the whole time, and basically in really famous surf spots, so they get 
you know, like 90% of their economy is like surf travel. And yeah. so they get, you know, thousands and thousands of Californians there all the time. So maybe they just know the look or maybe just sheer odds. They just assume that most people are from California. You know, there's probably some Floridians and there's there was plenty of Australians that we met and that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, And actually Japanese. There's a lot of Japanese... Japanese um, Surfers? People that travel for surf, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, both in the Dominican Republic and Costa Rica, we saw a ton of Japanese surfers. Are you sure they were Japanese? Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. Why? Oh, they they, they could have been... They could be from anywhere, but Japan has a pretty established surf scene and a lot of good surf and much more of a coastline than a yeah, lot of you know, uh, when I was, Asian countries. Uh, when I was taking... Uh, I was taking a bus through Ireland. We were going to the cliffs of Moher, which cool. are really, really cool. We yeah. we passed this little tiny, this little tiny town, and uh, and I just saw this this shack out of the corner of my eye. And I look up, and it just it just said um, it just said uh, like a summer surf camp, and it just said. And then we were in Ireland, and yep. it, for some reason it just. It just shocked me. It was just yeah. There's I wasn't there's, expecting there's a lot of surf in Ireland. Actually, there's 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 a couple big wave spots, and um, you were probably pretty close to it. Actually, um, if you're going to the cliffs of Moore, there's a, there's a place called Moore's Head, that is a pretty famous uh, big wave surf spot in Ireland, and it gets it gets gnarly. I, I mean, the I, water is freezing, and it's just I think we might have gone through there. Gnarly, and it's just one of those big, so angry, cold, cold yeah. gray, monstrous looking waves. Yeah. You know, all like, bumpy and slabby. You feel well. Like you don't you get, get hit, hit by it. You get like <laughs> smothered by it. it, yeah. it you know, it's one of those crazy places that only breaks when it's like thirty feet. You know, one of those crazy big wave spots. It's like yeah. in Irish Mavericks or something, but even gnarlier because it's all slabby and bumpy and and, was, and even colder. It was cold. I do. I don't even know if I, I touched any water when I was in. Yeah. When I was in Ireland, but the cliffs of Moher were very very cool. Yeah. There's a thing of the Malloys that going to Ireland to surf and they they're all in like gloves booties five millimeter mm -hmm. wetsuits hoods and they come out of the water and there's just icicles covering their whole beards yeah they look like these like mythical Greek uh what, what movie was that in well they yeah, go there in, in, Step in the liquid? it's in Step in the yeah. Liquid but there's been more recent stuff too yeah cause yeah. in Step in the Liquid I don't think they had beards I think they were they were yeah. pretty clean shaven yeah well now I think it's Keith Malloy has a beard like Halfway yeah, down his chest. I, I think I it's saw him crazy. in Ventura. Uh, I think he's was, pretty easy to recognize. I okay. see him around sometimes. Yeah, um, I think I saw him at Sea Street when I was with my little brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see him in the water from time to time. Well, that's crazy. Any other insane travel stories you feel like sharing? Um, Get me even more excited about uh, about yeah, leaving. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude, I'm less than five months away. Isn't I know. That crazy? I'm excited for anybody who listens to your podcast to hear these stories when you get back yeah well I they'll mean, hear them while they're happening yeah but, uh, you, you're getting you guys are getting the front row seat to to I'm, justin lynn's crazy stories <laughs> i'm really excited about having having a way of communicating you know blog posts are cool but then people have to read them you know mm -hmm. which is and i have to write them so there's so much Who more wants to read nowadays right That's well boring. no i enjoy writing them but it's it's a very different form of communication you yeah. know the uh the podcast is so cool because it's so organic it's basic like for some of the solo ones i sit down and write an outline but for some of these ones it's basically sit down press record and uh whatever comes comes and see what magic happens you get some neat stories and when i when i'm 
traveling, my my plan is to, if I meet someone that's neat, I'm just going to have a little digital recorder with me almost at all times, like even if I go on day trips and stuff, just to have the little recorder because it's basically smartphone sized mm -hmm. and you don't even need extra mics for it. I could basically just record into that. So, I mean, I'll have it with me at all times and I'm planning on just doing as much as I can because it's, one, it's easy. You basically sit down, and if I talk by myself, talk with someone else, they could be anywhere from like 20 minutes to a couple hours. Yeah. And then you just upload it because it's 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 such a quick, easy thing that um, I might be having these conversations anyway, so you might as well just press record, and then I can upload it, and then it's a really cool means of communicating because it's so, it's so easy and organic, so people will be able to hear your voice and, and, and hear the passion come through in some of these stories more so than it will in in writing. It just becomes yeah. a different thing, you know, but I'm excited to have both. I do enjoy writing and I'm looking forward to getting better at writing. It's one of those things that I never really liked writing that much. I could do it well, but it was kind of robotic. And the only time I really enjoy it is when I'm writing about things that I'm passionate about. So some of these blog posts have been kind of nice and I'm sure some of the travel blogging will be, will be really, really neat. But yeah. well, the podcast should, is so pure. You should definitely give a, a disclaimer on the fact that uh, wherever you may be you know there might be some times where it's you know it goes a, a week or two without oh, without some podcasting because and and you as a listener just need to know be patient that, that is not just being patient but that is because justin is living in the moment absolutely and yes and he wants to <laughs> suck in and absorb as much as he can and chances are he maybe even have a bunch of stuff that's recorded but right. just has no internet access to to post yeah well up. hopefully if i have this little digital recorder with me i could have a bunch in the backlog mm -hmm. you know and just just have all these neat little conversations and whenever i get a chance just just choose okay yeah i'll upload this one so they might even not even go up in the order that they happened and yeah. it'll just be like i'll sit down do an intro and say hey guys i finally decided to upload this one this is from two weeks ago when i talked to so-and-so at this place and and sometimes it's hard is a a tricky beast she's so hard to find they'll probably go up in in little bursts you know i'll make a bunch and then if i get a day or two in a place where I got a bunch of Wi-Fi, maybe I'll sit down and record a couple intros and write up a little post form and release three or four at once. So hopefully that'll be a good way to do it. And I'm going to try to get them out as much as I can. But like Adam said, the the goal is to have the experiences yeah. as a secondary thing is to chronicle them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm excited, and, and man. I, and I'm going to do my best to to make sure that the video that I did today is not only good, but, you know, to maybe get a couple videos out of it, just in case, you know, uh, Justin gets caught up with some some traveling stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, I need to feed the masses of you people who, <laughs> who feed off of, um, you know, Justin's words, you know, need to get a little bit more. You need um, to get their fix in. Just need to, you need to get, you need your, to get their wandering coach fix. Your, your <laughs> yeah. We, now, we haven't talked at all about any, any coaching stuff or any any workout stuff should we uh yeah we can you know i mean that and dabble that kind of goes goes through the uh through the rest of these podcasts um i try to keep them relatively short under an hour usually is a good sign and we're only at 38 minutes right now so it's not uh, uh it feels like time is not, uh it feels like time's flying by i know doesn't it go quick it yeah does, just, it really does even when i'm going by myself i'll sit down and i'll and i'll look at my outline and it's like not even a full page sometimes sometimes they're two pages, but I never even really look at it. I, I kind of just make them and it's a good way to organize my thoughts. 
just in making of the outline, and then I never even glance at it. But I'll look at it, and it's like, oh, this looks like it's going to be about five, six minutes. And I'll go, and I'll get to a point, and I'll glance at it, and it's like 12 minutes in. And then I'll just keep talking, and I'll glance back again, and it's like 26 mm-hmm. minutes. It's like, holy crap, where did the time go? Yeah. Even even blabbing by myself for 26 minutes, the time goes by really, really fast. Yeah. See, I, uh, I, I do similar stuff when I do uh, when I do any of my stand-up comedy. You know, yeah. I usually do five Dude, minutes. Dude, let's talk sets. about some of that. Let's, let's talk about some of your... Comedy stuff that you've been doing, I know obviously it took a, a little hiatus when you were gone on your stuff. But I performed when I was overseas. Did you? I, Where? In I, England? I performed three times in, no in England. Uh, Do they I have a got, different brand of humor? I've they, heard it's very dry and almost stuffy. They, A, uh, did not un, uh, like any of my American humor <laughs> because they didn't get any of my American humor, which right. is understandable. Right. Well, most humor is societal. You know, it plays off of making fun of weird things in your culture and that kind of stuff. There's, yeah. There's not a whole lot of universally funny things, like worldwide. There are some Some of the physical comedy, maybe, and that kind of stuff. is extremely But if you're doing satirical, cultural stuff, like, it's definitely not universally funny. Yeah, Even to different parts of the U.S. Yeah, so generally, uh, my my first time, and uh, and I'm the type of stand-up comedian where I just like to... To go and 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 just do stand up. I don't I don't put sometimes a whole lot of thought. If it's a competition, I will put some thought. I will right I will definitely right have a set, set list yeah. and everything. But generally, if if for some reason I was at a bar and uh, they said, "Hey, it's open mic. Do you want to do stand up right now?" I would just the I would just kind of get yes. up there. Yeah, the answers <laughs> will always be that's cool. Man. Yes. That's... It might mean that you guys are going to get some of my old material and not some of my new stuff because then my newer stuff I have to like see. Um, but yeah, so and I you got to work through it. It kind of gets perfected, right? So as you as you use it more and more, it, it mm-hmm. might change every time you do it, and yeah. you kind of hit forget, on different premises. I forget premises. certain parts, and sure. then I, I add in some other parts. But yeah, I was walking through campus in England one day, and I saw that our the local um, bar that was on campus. Which uh, side note, in my particular school in England, and I guess this is probably everywhere in England. Yeah, if you are on campus, um, you are allowed to drink. Anywhere you want to, wow. you don't have to just be inside. We were drink. I can so, drink in front of security guards. So you can't have alcohol out on the street in public, but if it's on a campus, they, then uh, you're allowed to. Yeah, but you're also really? only allowed to be on campus if you're a student as well. But yeah, if, when we were walking around the campus, oh, you can't be on campus if you're not a student. Uh, no. Oh, so they, you kind of show an idea to get in, but then once you're in, it's free for all. It's um, <laughs> well, not free for all. It's kind. It's it's kind of like this. Uh, if you were get to try to get into the front gate, you needed to show an ID. If you were out on the town and you took the bus back into campus, nobody sees okay. your ID. Okay. And um, so if you want and, to be a creep, and actually that's the, way to the do it. yeah the uh, the club that we had there um, was actually one of the bigger clubs in the area. And so on the weekends, um, we would get a lot of buses oh, like from club? other schools. Yeah, yeah okay. from a, from a, a bunch of places it was on campus. Yeah, it was yeah we had a campus. bar on campus. We had a we had two bars on campus. It was we had a pub on campus. We had a really nice kind of cocktail bar. Are you hearing this um, American universities? <laughs> um, <laughs> Get with then, the program. And then, and then we and then we had an actual club. Cal Poly where was a we dry campus, have, man. Oh, Unbelievable. Ours was definitely not dry. Yeah, the opposite. Uh, we were just me and my friend Simon were just called. We were just called California. So people would yeah. people would come through our our dorms because all the dorms were in like separate buildings spread yeah. out and our first week we we talked to a bunch of english kids and we told them we were in the telford dorms 
but we, they didn't know exactly where. So they just walked through the Telford dorms yelling California until yeah. we popped our heads out because apparently we were the only two people from yeah. California. There you go. Yeah. So uh, comedy. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. walked. I walked past our uh, our pub, and on there it said uh, open mic tonight at um, at eight o'clock, and. I I just spent an entire day in in England in London. I was uh, uh, and I said, "Let's do it." I go, I'm, yeah. I'm How down. long had you been in England at this point? Uh, this was I'd probably been in England for two or three months. Okay, so you're and, pretty familiar. Yeah, and I and I performed a I did a um, I did a comedy competition right before I left for England. That's right. I, I and had to miss out on the finals because yeah, you're going to England. I I uh, I got second place that particular night. Uh, the, at Flappers um, Comedy Club in Burbank, and I made it to the final round, and I had to decline it because I knew it was going to be in England. So I did the I uh, I performed there, and then it was like a week later I left for England. So yeah. it'd probably been about two or three months since I um, since I performed last, and I I, right. I luckily I brought. But you were my, kind of on a comedy high when you came to England. I was definitely high. Comedy. <laughs> Please, guys, get your head out of the gutter. Yeah. But, uh, we only so... endorse the type of getting high <laughs> that you can achieve on comedy. Perfect. <laughs> um, and so luckily I brought my I, I brought my joke book with me to England, which is just a book that just has um, just my ideas or my set lists, which are generally just one-word things. Right. And so I, I went in there. Um, I actually dressed up nice for it. I uh, usually don't. Yeah. I usually just go whatever I was happened to be wearing that day. Right. And, um, and so I go up, and I, I go to the lady who's doing the sign-ups, and I said, are you signing people up for, for um, stand-up? And she goes, yeah. And I go, cool, I would like to sign up for it. And she goes, awesome. She goes, what instrument do you play? And right then, <laughs> right then and there, I knew that I, I might have been in some trouble. And I said, I don't, um, I don't, I don't play an instrument. I, I do stand up comedy. And she goes, you do what? I go, I, I do, I, I do stand up comedy. Is that, is that okay? Can I, can I, can I do that here? Is that, is that all right? And she goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never heard of anybody doing stand up comedy here, but you know, um, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so at this uh, point I wasn't feeling. I wish I was here for this. Uh, at this point I wasn't really confident in anything <laughs> I was going to say now, but uh, I'm all. I'm just. I just don't get nervous when I get in front of people, and so I wasn't going to say no just because this lady didn't know that I was that I was damn good. So I got called on to stage, and this is like a normal pub of just a bunch of people talking. Yeah. And normally, <clears throat> when there's music playing or you know, a band playing, you know it sounds great because you're you're talking with your with your mates, as the English would say. You're drinking with your mates, and you hear some music in the background. Sounds great. So now the oh, music, so it's kind of like music, fun. It's kind of like funny music, and no, they just do. Oh, it's open night. It's open, music it's open, night. It's open, it's open oh. mic. So people, are, you know, there are people playing. There are bands that were there. So you're thinking it's normal. open mic comedy night. <laughs> I I no, I just knew it was it was an open mic. Generally, open mics mean anybody i've been there where people have rapped and done all kinds of stuff so um so i get up on stage and the lady said hey we don't have that many people so if you wanna if you wanna do your stand-up for about 10 minutes you can do that and 10 minutes is a good long set but it also means you can kind of divulge into some stories and you don't feel rushed so i would actually rather do a 10 minute set actually develop some yeah, I would rather stuff. do a ten minute set than a five minute set, especially because if you do something and it's not funny, you, I always have 
that one or two jokes that I know people laugh at. Right. And sometimes if you do a joke in and it's not US. funny. In the U.S., of course. <laughs> if you do a joke and nobody laughs and then you're about to do your, your joke that people laugh at and then you get waved off, they say, you know, you've reached your five minutes and then you end up kind of leaving not looking funny. Right. So I get up on stage and I start doing my act and... I would say about 98% of the bar was talking and not paying attention to anything that I was saying. There was probably about 10 people in front of me who were who were listening right. and uh, and who actually seemed uh, generally amused with what I was saying. And um, when I got to about the three-minute mark, I guess a, a guy at the bar, this really uh, big buff guy with tattoos decided that um, he didn't think I was funny, and he wanted to tell me he didn't think I was funny. So he started yelling at me to shut the fuck up and get off stage. And uh, I don't get ha- I, I don't mind hecklers. With a British accent? Get off the fuck stage! Not funny, mate! <laughs> it was kind of like that. And um, I didn't say anything to him, and he said it uh, three more times after that. And I told myself that if I heard him say that one more time, that I was gonna I was gonna start talking about him then, because I'm not afraid of hecklers and I I'm quick enough on my feet so I can talk to people you know in the audience. Yeah. And sure enough, this uh, this dude said it again, and uh, and so I just stopped in the middle of my joke and I just turned my attention onto him. Yeah. And uh, I think I I think I asked him why he was on campus because the. Uh, the gym was closed, which for some reason everybody in the in the the tavern seemed to really find really funny. And then I said, "Oh, excuse me, I meant the rugby field. I thought the rugby field was closed." I see your ears are kind of all messed up from a rugby player. And um, at this point, again, for some reason, English people thought that was hilarious, and now everybody is laughing at this dude. Oh, I love it. And I didn't hear anything else after that. And I kind of I kind of did a couple more shots at him. And then at the very, very end, uh, I said, you know, I said, you know, my name's Adam. That's my time. Uh, is anybody else want to wanna yell something and tell me to get the fuck off the stage? And I'm just staring right at him and not one word from anybody. Awesome. And then, and, then I, and then I got off. Dude, some of my favorite YouTube videos are comedians just owning hecklers. Yeah. Because some of that stuff that happens in the moment is so awesome, mm-hmm. so awesome. Just gonna, and I and I've seen I've seen comedians get heckled and they lose their train of thought. They don't. Yeah. They start to mess up their jokes. They don't. They they don't look at the heckler and they don't. Well, try I think to what you did is good. Like it's best to not address it right off the bat because if mm-hmm. if someone yells one random thing, like just let it wash over you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And keep moving. But if someone is commanding attention, then you kind of have to give it. Yeah. You know, so but it was it was uh, it dude. Was, that's cool. It was good. I want to come watch some stand up. I, I I I ended up doing stand up two more times. I found that there was a bar off of campus that did an open mic, and I for stand up. No, it was this again. was just it was all. It's mainly just for music. They do a lot of open mics for music, but um, but I told a lot of my new international friends that I'd done stand up. You know, at the pub on campus, and they'd all missed it, and everybody said that they wanted to see me. We actually hung out with all these kind of Australian girls, which yeah. was really cool, and they all wanted to hear my jokes. 
And so um, I went to this uh, to this open mic night at a bar off of campus, and um, I would say there was probably five people in the entire bar for this <laughs> open mic. But I brought 19 people with me. Oh, that that's all, awesome! They were all my friends, and yeah, so, so that helps actually. So, and that helped, when the whole crowd is on your side. That, that helped the, a lot. From the so I performed, and it was great. I came back the next weekend. I brought 14 completely new people, plus um, the original 19. No, no, okay. no. Some, some of them were mixed in there, but it was generally all new people who right. couldn't go to that last show. Okay. And so, and, um, so, but this was kind of towards the end of my stay in England. And so the, the main guy at, who owned that bar came up to me after I'd performed, and he asked me if I wanted to start doing a comedy night um, at, at his place because there were literally always five or six people at this open mic night, and I was doubling or tripling his number of people. Right, yeah. And everybody was You're buying... bringing a crew. Everybody was buying beer. People were buying food. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's great for them. Yeah, and so... And I felt so bad because I was literally leaving in like two weeks. Uh, and I had to tell him that. That would have been that. cool. Yeah, That would have been really cool if that got established and you had like a regular little spot there. Yeah, weekly, yeah. Uh, he, he, he just night. kept telling me, he goes, there was no comedy scene here at all and he said that you know i did have he said a couple times he did have people come in and and want to do stand up but you know but just didn't because there was no kind of night for it and people get people get a little intimidated when you go to an open mic and it's all musicians and you're the only person who's going to do comedy i've done comedy up in san luis obispo and it's always like that there's always People go up there. They do poetry. They do music. Poetry. And then, and then yeah. I'm I'm like kind of the only person who does comedy. But that's cool, man. Never. It just doesn't scare me. I just I yeah. Know. I I dig that. What um. So you keep like a little joke book or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Last time I told somebody I kept a joke book, they they asked me if that was cheating because they thought I had an actual book that was full. Of like, like full premises, and, yeah, like yeah. like real jokes that other people have written, and I said no, it's it's just well, one that's really common in stand up. People and people always come up with yeah, they have like um well, they, dude, I do that. They come with binders, I do that. When you do and so does my younger brother. No, I don't do stand up. Uh, I would, I I have kind of sort of thought about it, but I've actually never told anyone except my brother this. But I you just told the world right now. I did. I ignore that. Ignore that last part. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, it's not a secret. It's just not something that I ever talk about because it, it's never going to amount to anything. But when I when I think of funny things, I always write them down, yeah. and then it turned into. I've, I've been doing this. I mean, I did it kind of off and on through college. And then um, I always have a notebook or two with me right now. Like I keep a journal, and, and it's always with me in my backpack. I keep a backpack with me almost at all times, in case anyone's wondering. It's like my purse, and it's, it's like, a, like a purse. Like a, no, like a purse. it's just a backpack, and it's, it's like one, a satchel. It's wonderful. Yeah, Indiana Jones carried one. Yeah, Indiana no. Jones carried one. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, dude. It's like to have all your stuff with you. You know, it's like a yeah. great place. I don't have to have my wallet in my pocket. I have a couple notebooks. Keep uh, one of those reusable grocery bags in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? iPod. Some water. A water. Yeah. Everything. Chapstick, yeah. you know, hacky yeah. sack. Anything you extra, might need on a extra, daily basis. Extra keys. <laughs> a yeah. nice little chemical set. It's really, really nice to have a bag with you. But anyways, yeah. there's always a notebook or two in there because I have like my workout journal and then I just have like a regular one too and I... When I find quotes that I like, or I'll, I'll be listening to podcasts, and I find ideas that people like, and sometimes those ideas will spur podcasts or um, blog posts or just further 
learning. Like I'll, I'll hear one or two things and I'll have to write it down and then I'll go and research it and, and I'll sort of learn more about that. But, um, a big, a big piece of all that is just writing down premises that I think of and I'll, I'll think about them. And sometimes I'll do it, um, on my phone too. I have a little yeah. like note taking thing on my phone and I'll think of something funny. Like you're taking a shit and then you're like, Oh dude, this is, you know, and then you write it down. I just, and, I just looked on there the other day and for some reason, one of my notes just said, um, a bipolar polar bear. That's, that's, and that's <laughs> yeah, all. That's all it said. Read it, yeah. there, was, there was nothing and else. To maybe there. Mind. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. Yeah. But you thought of it. But and, about yeah. eight months ago, I wrote that down in my notes, and yeah. for some reason, well, I thought that was the funniest thing. It is I kind heard of funny. About. Well, polar bears are not bipolar. They're only at one of the poles. I yeah. think I was meaning the. I know. I know. <laughs> but anyways, I was I was telling my brother this uh, a couple weeks ago. Both of my brothers were on spring break, and we we did a little family mammoth. Uh, skiing snowboarding trip and on the way to Mammoth um, I saw my brother typing something into like a little like notepad on his phone and I was like what are you typing and he goes oh just something funny I thought of <laughs> and I was like is that something that you do all the time you know and and he goes yeah I do this all the time and like sometimes I write them down in a notebook and I have a little like thing where I write down all these funny things like a little joke book and I was like Dude, I do that. And this is like a really, really common thing within stand-up. I know a lot of people do it. And I also write down rhymes. Like, I know rappers keep rhyme books. And one of my greatest, greatest dreams... This is another... To be a rapper? This is another telling a little piece of my soul. Is to be... Not to be a rapper. Like, I don't don't want to be, like, famous rapper. I just want to be able to rap. You know, I I used to go to those slam poetry things um, at Cal Poly that they'd have once in a while. And... I have so much respect for those guys that they just have it. good rhythm. Well, I I just don't I don't you have just that. Kind of dive in. I then. could I could you, try it. You've never spit. I've never that, I've never spit. For, for I've never spit. I lived I lived uh, with a I lived with a guy who 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 was a rapper who rapped yeah. all the time. And, Freestyle stuff. And, yeah, and so and so it would just it was so just cool. kind of a it was just kind of a. Uh, a daily thing. We would See, just. If I did it, I maybe I could get better at freestyling, but that ability to takes, freestyle, it it's like improv practice. comedy, man. Like some people just have that quick wit where stuff just comes to them, and it's it comes out really, really quality, like the first shot, and yeah. that's a very, very special gift. Like I, I have so much respect for people that are re- really good at improv comedy and people that can freestyle rap. Like that's that's a really, really. A, a sign of genius, just, like that's a, so much practice. That's a form of genius. But it's 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 that starting point. It's that yeah. it's that you taking. But if that, I did it, it wouldn't be freestyling. I would do kind of like slam poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a couple. Um, have you heard of George Watsky? No. I found out about him through slam poetry at Cal Poly. He he won a, a slam poetry contest, and I actually saw him twice at Cal Poly. And he now has like five or six hip hop albums that he just makes himself and they all have like sampled things from uh random top 40 tracks and stuff but he raps over them and now he's got he went on like a big national tour and actually went to london too and so it's kind of taking off but he's just this skinny weird white jewish kid from san francisco that went to college um in boston and i think he went to Emerson College in Boston. Anyway, yeah, a friend and now Emerson. and now he's just he's just like this weird little <laughs> rapper guy, but he's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love Samuel his stuff. Samuel L. Jackson has a video of him doing slam poetry to, really? to Boy Meets World. That's cool. Yeah, it, but yeah, it's if I ever cool. had a foray into that world, it would be in the form of slam poetry. I would have to write and develop things. Yeah, I, you could do it. I don't it just, think I could do it in the moment. I don't gotta, have that ability. You just gotta start it. My my roommate, he would just we would just be hanging out. 
we would get some beers. You know, he would roll he, up. He would then roll he just up something. Gets an inspiration and, and no, he would just he would just um, from his phone. He would just play an instrumental or something, and he would just start playing. Cool. And he would just rap, and then and then he would just stop, and we would just let the just, beat go. Just have a beat and then go. if anybody if anybody was just gonna jump in. You know, he never. He's he's not the he's not the coolest guy in the world, and he's he's kind of a he's kind of a dick. Hey, but when we were doing, says you have to be cool. When to we rap. were doing freestyle, though, he never ever once put any of us down or said we couldn't do anything because because he was a rapper. He's got a couple CDs. Yeah, know, what's his name? I'll check him out. We'll uh, give him a shout out on here. Uh, Khaled Malik. Okay. Is, uh, is his uh, is his name K Leak? Is I think his might be his his uh, rap. Okay. His, uh, his rap stuff. How do you spell K-Leak? it? Uh, well, Khaled is K H A L I D, okay. and then Malik is M A L I K. His middle name is actually Adam, which is kind of cool. Oh, there you go. Uh, Malik, uh, Khaled, uh, Adam, Malik. If you all forgot, my my name was Adam, which is why I made right. that association. Um, Correct. But yeah, he was a. a I have a lot of Adams in my life. I have two real good buddies that are named Adam, and a younger brother named Adam. Was I one of those buddies? Yes. Okay, cool. I, was, I didn't. I, didn't I have, I have two really good buddies, my brother, and then you, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, no. and then, and then just, and then just this guy. Yeah, and then, and then, and then just this. I've dude only that known I know. you for twenty years, or whatever, yeah. whatever number. I want to know how long it's actually been, because even if it was early high school, that was. I mean, we graduated high school eight years ago. Fucking eight, man. It, That's so long. It was um, junior year of high school. Well, that's when you started at Cam High, but I must have met you like through Nate and stuff a year or two before that, because you guys went to we went to church a lot together. Well, it was we when to... it was when you and Nate went to Europe. That's when yeah. you guys got close. You had known each other like through Padre Sarah yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was but... uh, six. That was uh, sixteen then. That was our junior year. Yeah, I remember that. Um... that was, it, it, I think it was. I think it was the summer before junior year. Okay, no. so, so that would have been was it? Or I actually meant to say sophomore year. Um, yeah. Was it the summer before sophomore year? I uh, I think it was, yeah. And that's when you started at Cam High, but you didn't really hang out with us. You hung out with Greg and I, all those guys. I started the uh, second semester of sophomore okay. year. And you didn't really start hanging out with us a whole lot until junior year? No, until until I was uh, standing in a, I was standing in the cafeteria line, uh, and then Nathan and probably you and I think Josh probably uh, came came like and, and stood right behind me. Yeah, that was a typical roll around crew. Yeah, was you guys? Yeah, they uh, you guys were right behind me, and I said hi to Nathan, and he said hi to me, and uh, I got my food, and you guys got your food, yeah. and you started walking away, and I I would eat. Uh, I was eating lunch in my math class because I didn't, I still hadn't uh, you know met anybody yet. I thought they were hanging out with like Greg Marion and all those guys. They they hadn't graduated because they're only a year older than us. Where were they? They were not cool enough to hang out with. Uh, okay, uh, okay. No, they that was their senior year, so I think they were taking lunch off most of the time. Right. They were just they were just oh, they were just right. yeah, leaving campus um, and whatnot. Yeah, so I started walking towards my math class and for some reason I just stopped and I just came I just came up to Nathan and I said, Hey, can, you know, can I can I just eat lunch lunch with you guys? And he was like, like, "Yeah, sure." And what are you talking he, yeah. about? Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you don't need to ask you, permission. Talking, just to me. sit down. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't raised in the in the public school system. I didn't know what the. Uh, I didn't true. know what the. I can't the, imagine. The, it's the not that hard like. of a world to navigate, but it would be weird having no public school experience until you're 16. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, a crazy I, thing. But you I, turned out okay. <laughs> I, I sure turned out. Uh, I sure turned out decent. You sure turned out. I sure turned you know. out. Turned turned out definitely. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever imagined, um, 
going to school and your school was your living room and you got to stay in your pajamas all day. It's pretty much and what being homeschooled was, was like. Yeah, yeah, and your teacher was your mom. It was pretty much you know what being homeschooled was like. One day you and say, your classmate uh, was your brother. Yeah, one day you yeah. say, hey, I want to learn German, and you start to teach yourself German, and then you realize, wow, this is really hard without like a real teacher. Yeah, um, that's pretty much how what homeschools like. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Any of you who we'll have to do another all about homeschool podcast because I I can tell I, you some crazy stories about homeschool. I bet. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Some so, wild and crazy story. Yeah, there was this one time we didn't have to wear pajamas, you didn't go to class. It was just yeah. <laughs> craziness. That must be really nice. Uh, we we got we went to the beach um, all the time. A lot, yeah. My, she, yeah, my, my mom neighbors. would take us to the tide pools. Well, what's all really cool is it's. I do think that it's really valuable to um, have social interactions at a young age, and obviously it's not necessary. Like you do, like there's a lot of people that have a hard time socially and stuff, and obviously mm-hmm. you do just fine now. I had a big uh, more I, than fine. Yeah. I had a big homeschool group. I would always right. I was hanging out with kids all the time. It so was, that helps. Yeah, yeah, but um, I do think it's a more efficient system. Like they seem to get through the curriculum really, really fast, and maybe it's just the. The fact that it's so small that you can focus on things, and also yeah. people tend to be highly motivated. Like I, um, they haven't lived next to us our whole life, but when I was pretty young, probably probably less than ten years old, a family moved in uh, next door to us that had four boys. They were all homeschooled, mm-hmm. and they actually have five boys now, and homeschooled all five of them, and they were all incredibly high achieving. All. I think they would finish their high school and then they'd start taking classes at like their junior college. And yeah. a large majority of them had bachelor's degrees by the time they were like 20, maybe 21. Mm-hmm. So they, they would just blow right through it. And then also during the day, because of the way that, that their parents structured the day, you'd get through your curriculum at, you know, if you were motivated and your parents had a good schedule, they'd get through it really, really quickly. It, it wasn't like it took like seven hours or eight hours, like a regular school day. Yeah. So they no, would I was have finishing up at like two o'clock. Yeah, they would have tons of time to done. play, and then they also had a lot of time for like extracurricular stuff. And the they all were very good musicians. A couple of them were pretty good athletes. The oldest one is like a very, very accomplished um, violin player and um, violinist. Uh, yeah, is that a word? Oh, it is. Pianist I, is also a word. Pianist. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say a very accomplished fiddle player, but for some reason I feel <laughs> like. Yeah, is, it, it is that a different instrument? Is a fiddle a different instrument, or is it just a colloquial term for a violin? I feel so ignorant for even for for not knowing that. I think I, I, it can't be a different instrument. I don't, right? I don't think is it's, it just a style of playing. It just conjures images of like bluegrass and redneck. I I, I want to say that there is a classical music artist who's listening to this right now who and is saying saying yes, there is definitely yeah, a difference. I, the fiddle has one less Please string set me than straight. the If anyone knows the answer to that, feel free to contact yeah. me. And yeah. while we're talking about that, I want to get contacted by anyone. I keep asking for, like, hey, give me feedback. And I've had a couple people talk to me in person, but send me an email, guys. Justin at thewanderingcoach.com. Yeah. Send us a uh, – drop us a line as, uh, as some people Yeah, like I want to I want to know. I want to know what everyone thinks. We need to hear from the people. If you guys want us to come on here and talk about sex and drugs for an hour, we'll do it because you're the people. We'll bring in some experts that know some stuff about those things because I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about Right, but we'll find some experts. We'll find some experts that can talk about those two things. There is is definitely some experts. Kelsey Uh, Long Beach, my teacher... Brought in a uh, real prostitute to talk to us about really about prost- 
prostitutism. Pro- that, prostitutism. Would, that would probably be fascinating. I um, thought she was extremely fascinating. Yeah, I I actually find strippers fascinating too. Like the the um, all through hearsay, um, my friends that have been to strip clubs, uh, all all say that the conversations that they've had in strip clubs are very interesting. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I've been I, to a couple of strip clubs, and they're I've actually only been to one strip club it's before weird. in my entire life. It's weird. It's weird. I've been to. I felt very awkward in mine. It's awkward. It, it's an awkward thing. I went to one in Santa Barbara, but I also went to Vegas and there's a bunch of guys in the group I was with that were like strip club veterans and that's like what they went to Vegas for. Yeah. So they they kind of like knew the whole drill and I kind of like tagged along and you don't really know what to do. Like they're all pros and they're getting right up front and like throwing a bunch of dollars everywhere and buying yeah. buying lap dances and you, I just kind of hung out and like, well, this is kind of neat, but I don't really know what to do. And I don't want to buy a dance. Like, that just sounds dirty, mm-hmm. you know? Well, Vegas, um, Vegas is kind but of But Vegas dirty. has some, in general, but they also have some high-quality strip clubs. Yeah. Much better than the establishment that I visited in Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because everybody, all the strippers in Santa Barbara live in Ventura. Probably. And then all the, or Oxnard. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you have to go to the strip clubs in... Uh, well, Vegas in is like the Super Bowl, you know? It's yeah. like the big leagues for strip clubs. <laughs> I, went to, I went to a strip club in Long Beach. I didn't even know. the the My friend, who was a rapper, he picked me up at a, a is bar. Is this the same rapper? He, yeah. Malik? Uh, Khaled Malik, yeah. He, he picked me up and he said, uh, he goes, hey, I, I have to go meet... He goes, I have to go meet my girl at this at this bar. This is how, how, how he put it. And uh, I was like, "Cool, man." I was like, "Yeah, let's, let's go to the bar." Like, oh, I'm I'm okay for one more drink, and then you know you can just drive me back home, and you know, or back to our house, and we'll be fine. And he goes, "Cool, man." And so we roll out there, and we're going. You know, we're listening to some music, and we're about five minutes from getting there. And then he goes, "Oh, by the way, it's not really a bar; it's actually a strip club." And I was like, "What? You're taking me to a strip club?" He's like, "Yeah." Uh, and I was like, and this is your first time. Yeah, and I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't have any money. I don't know if I. I don't want to go to a strip club. Yeah, they always have covers too. Yeah, and I was like, and, I, and I, drink minimums. Yeah, and sometimes. I go, and I go, dude. I go, I don't. I don't have any money. I wasn't planning on going to a strip yeah. club tonight. And I'm, uh, yeah, this is. I, I was still going to school. I was working part time at a subway, <laughs> which I have a lot of comedy jokes about subway. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, don't. He goes, don't worry, man. Like I'll just, uh, I'll just, I'll pay for you. You know, we'll be good. And I was like. Okay, you know, yeah. let's let's do this, you know. So uh, so we get in, and you know they're the they're the the strippers doing their thing, and he was like, okay, man, he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to my girl, you know, you can just you know hang out, watch the show, and then he goes, uh, here, here's five dollars, and he hands me five ones, and he walks <laughs> away, like nothing. And so I'm sitting at this strip club, and the stripper is trying to give me to give her money, um, but I'm like. I only have five dollars. I need to be selective. I can't just. I can't just give <laughs> on a to the first girl who comes up to me. You know, well, I I need a, I need yeah, a, you gotta I, be I choosy. Choose, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, but I just, I felt weird. It's I weird. Felt, I felt, it's I just weird. felt wrong. I was yeah. just, you know, sitting there. I just didn't know what to do. It was just, it was so awkward. Yeah, I have, I have one really, really good strip club story that I've told to a couple people, but I don't, I don't want to tell it on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe another time. Maybe eventually, yeah. I maybe have, maybe I have, if enough of you contact uh, Justin <laughs> and say we want to hear it, I have to think about it. It's we, a, will, we will say it's it. a it's a pretty classic story, um, and All you know you can are. you can ask me in person sometime, or you can ask uh, who's heard it, Nate, Josh, 
my brother, um, everybody but me. A couple people from Beachside CrossFit were there for it. So, yeah. Oh, it so was, this was recent. This was uh, like year and a half, two years ago. This was not recent. Yeah, it's the one time I've been to Vegas, and I got this story out of it. So I guess oh. it made the trip all worth it. I have a great Vegas story. It was not mine, but it was something that I. Yeah. Well, we'll save it. This thing's getting kind of long, and we're kind of starting to wander, so I think an hour ten is a good spot to cut it off. An hour ten. If you guys have been listening to this for an hour and ten minutes, you are stuck in traffic somewhere. Good for you. Hey, hey, hey. Take it easy. We have very loyal followers. Yeah. Everyone that's been listening for an hour ten has been riveted (laughs) and glued glued to their their earbuds while they're listening. No, I'm just kidding. If you made it this far, thank you. This has been the longest one yet, and... uh, I appreciate you for making it this far. Definitely. Um, especially if you are someone that is not a close friend of mine that is listening <laughs> just for the sake of supporting me. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Welcome. I hope you enjoy this one. This is, I got to be honest, this has been my favorite one so far. Um, it's been a ton of fun. And uh, the solo ones are cool because they can kind of focus on a more serious topic and I can really uh, get into kind of, a, I guess, a, a teachy mode. Yeah. But, not a teachy mode, but, teachy uh, mode, but, an, edu- but an educator mode. Yeah, an educational uh, mode. But this one has been a ton of fun. We got some travel stories, and uh, Adam's just a funny guy. So Hopefully uh, you liked some of the stories. Yeah, let's just real... If you, if you didn't like the stories, let us know. If you liked the stories... Also let us know. Let, it, let us yeah, know. Yeah, if yeah. you were indifferent about the stories, maybe you could let us know. Yeah. You, can, you, can, you should let us know uh, regardless, because even if you can't support... Uh, this podcast directly uh, financially uh, support Justin with just comments or emails and let him know that right. some people are you know are are here in his uh, the best ways to support this uh, not financially are to subscribe so both on iTunes and Stitcher subscribe rate it hopefully five stars or whatever the rating system on Stitcher we'll go with four is. and a half we're, we're okay with four and a half stars yeah it's okay um, but just a positive rating and then also a positive review so type a little just a little something it doesn't have to be this crazy in-depth review but um, as far as I understand it the algorithm on iTunes and Stitcher how it does the ratings so I will show up in more searches and I will also be rated within the uh genre of this podcast which i believe right now is health and fitness i might change it to travel when i actually leave but anyways health it, fitness and travel yeah if there was a genre for that you have to choose a category we'll, we'll make, it's we'll a make drop, that a category it's a drop down list you can't make your own i would love to make my own um but i will show up higher in searches and have a higher ranking within the genre the more people rate it and leave reviews it's just the algorithm goes by sheer numbers so if it's generating um, attention, then it shows up more. So obviously, um, bad reviews are bad, but, um, just, just reviews in general, um, the more of them, the better. So if the number one thing that you can do to support this, um, is just to do that so that we show up more and we can broaden the appeal. And then obviously, um, some of the stuff that I mentioned or that I will mention in the intro, I haven't made it yet, but I'll, I'll talk about all the ways that you can financially, um, and, otherwise support the podcast in the intro so yes. you've already heard those if you've made it this far uh, even though that intro has not you're been the ones made yet. who've made it this far yeah so let's just real quick before we wrap it up where where can uh, they find you at um at me wow that's um that was a loaded question we will give a link of where you can see some there we go. Uh, of my portfolio stuff i um i just 
recently uh, switched jobs, which required me to uh, make my my new website. So it's a little yeah. it's a little skimpy. It's a little domainless. Yeah, it's the best way to make a website ever. It's how I made mine. Yeah, and, and they also Adam's in the process of constructing one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we will we will have a, a link where you can see uh, some of my work. And if you uh, if you want to get in touch with me at all. Or you want to collaborate on anything? Um, I'm okay with doing uh, with yeah. doing any of that. I just like to to make cool stuff. Definitely, but just for people that listen and might not see the episode notes on this on my website, which you should, you should go to thelaunderingcoach.com and check out the website. But if you don't, Adam is just Adam Mulligan mm-hmm. at uh, at Facebook. Yeah, right? you can look. Yeah, you can Instagram. Uh, uh, Instagram is um, Mulligan Magic. Ooh, because uh, I do uh, do a little bit of sleight of hand work, right? Uh, sometimes, right. so that's my Instagram. My Instagram is pretty pretty snazzy. Okay, uh, you should follow that because I want to get more followers than my friend Simon, so I can shove it in his face. Yeah, well, you know, all 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 three people that listen to this are totally gonna follow you now. So do it. I'm expect help. I'm expecting three three followers. <laughs> Mulligan Mulligan. Well, one Magic. of them will be me because I don't think I'm on there. <laughs> so you got one right now it's fine um, i've known you for for 20 years you know i don't my instagram i'm trying to be better about actually posting things i originally created it because i wanted to watch videos of skaters like pro skaters and pro surfers are yeah. all about instagram especially skating yeah so they're always posting little clips and i follow hundreds of people and i would say 80 percent of them are pro skaters um a large majority pro surfers I may or may not follow one or two like bikini models, and then about ten friends, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so, you have your priorities straight. A couple bands, these, these a couple bands I follow, and a couple of the people that do podcasts I like. I'm starting to follow them, um, but I need to be better about actually following my friends and actually posting pictures myself. So yeah. that'll be a cool thing when I start traveling. There will be a big, uh, a big influx of uh, Instagram activity when I'm actually Everybody traveling likes and taking. Man. Yeah, I gotta start being better about it. I'll get in the habit of uh, of learning the ways of Instagram. I've only got three photos on there, and they have like no no post on them. I didn't use any filters. Like I'm, yeah. I'm such an Instagram noob. You just gotta um, do hashtag no filter then for all of them. Oh, is Has- that what you do ha- when you, do you ha- use no filter? You do hashtag no filter, oh, and then pe- wow. people are like, "Wow, he's not using the filter." That must be a Dang, pretty good he's picture. He's so edgy. Just don't be like the girls when they go hashtag blessed. Don't do that. People, oh, okay. people don't like that. Okay. Hashtag blessed is not. It's okay. hashtag stupid. Okay, got it. I I have I've never hashtagged something. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, you like Instagram. My, you sound like my dad. You know, I a, just I what just is a hashtag. I'm so resistant to some of the social media stuff, and I'm trying to be better about it because I think that it's um it will help this podcast out. So, and yeah. I I'm committed well, to the, the success of this podcast, and I realize we'll that, that having we'll, a a social media presence is a big part of it. We'll, we'll so do another. Uh, we'll do another podcast of uh, of why why we think social media is either working or not working. We'll do. We'll okay. Do another, yeah. we'll do, I could definitely talk about that because I have. Because you, because you're on I the rec- edge. I recognize how how awesome it is, and I recognize that it's the direction that the world's going. But sometimes it just makes me uncomfortable. Like if it's for this podcast, I want to put it out there and I want it to be promoted. But some of my personal stuff, it's like eh, don't look at my yeah. stuff. That's exactly. me, you know. That's me. All of but uh, okay, let's end it. So, let's do it. Mulligan Magic at Instagram. We'll post um, Adam's website that's currently under construction, yeah. and maybe some Facebook stuff in the episode notes. And we'll, do, we'll do another podcast, and they'll that be able is to, all. I'll be able to shout it out. Yeah, click through the Amazon link and buy stuff through that, or donate if you want, or just just follow me or drop me a line. So it's Justin at the Wandering Coach That's an email. 
Uh, both my personal Facebook is just Justin Lind or The Wandering Coach on Facebook, and then both Facebook, or I'm sorry, both Twitter and Instagram are at Wandering Coach. Yeah. There we go. I got a Twitter now. Um, Do it. Okay. Tweet it. We're going to end it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been my favorite one so far. Love, world. Tons of fun.